This podcast is Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon of Borderlands here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. I am Panama, joined today by three fifths. Well, I'm joined by two fifths with myself. There'll be three fifths of <laughs> the Bourbon of Borderlands crew. Jabri and Shanisa here. How are y'all doing? Um, lovely. Great, man. Can we can we do a can we do a um a temperature check? What do, what do we call them? The pandemic t- sign of the time checks. Yeah, sure, let's go. What's going on? I just need to vent because my kids started school. First of all, my kids started school after everybody else. They didn't start until September the 8th. And then last week, um, midway into the week, I get an email saying that somebody in my daughter's class tested positive or somebody that she's been in close proximity with has tested positive for COVID and that we would need to quarantine them. So now... They're, I got them tested. They're, they're good. But now the kids ha- are back at home with me until next week. And I just feel like I'm trying to, like, this is this is what we're going to de- have to deal with now. The constant, like, I, now I can't really plan. Like, I just knew that I was going to go get a pedicure on my lunch break this week, and I can't. Um, they're at home. I just wasn't, I was not mentally prepared to have them back virtual learning this week. So it's been a rough couple, a rough, a rough, what is, it's only Monday? It's been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Shanice, in your school, if you're, since your, your kids tested negative, they don't get to go back? They still have to quarantine for well, 10 days? No, and, and I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's a good precautionary measure because if they were tested, you know how, like, we don't know when exactly the contact was, right? And so you know how they say it, it could be like five days until it, until it shows up. So we got them tested. Um, I forgot what day we got them tested, but it's like, what if we get them tested and then like it shows up like the next day? So I, I'm, I'm fine with just doing the full 10 day quarantine period and just letting it play out. Cause I, I feel like that's just better for, you know, making sure that it's, it's gone from, you know, right. Yeah. The protocol is different. Uh, I've dealt with it too. Um, one of mine, um, uh, uh, wasn't feeling well and, uh, and came home one day. So the the policy is you have to you have to get a COVID test to be able to come back, uh, but we didn't have to uh, do the whole quarantine. It was uh, it was once the symptoms subside, then you got to get a negative test on top of that, and then you're good to come back to school. So uh, now, are yours? Mine are not. Are yours vaccinated? Yes. Jibri? Yes. Mine are not. Okay. Mine are not old enough to be vaccinated, and so I think if you are vaccinated, then then that um, is the protocol. Like if you. Um, get a no- negative COVID test and you don't have any um, symptoms, then you can come back. But since mine can't be vaccinated, I think it's a little different. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Go. That is something yeah. to. That's a distinction because my oldest, uh, my older one, he's in high school, so he um, he's vaccinated. But I have little guys who are not vaccinated, so I, the rules probably something similar to that that they would have to ten day quarantine or something like that. Man, yeah, yeah. we've had COVID in our school. The first two weeks of school, the first the week one, week two, somebody tested positive on day one mm. and took out like the second grade. Somebody tested positive in week two, took out like the third and the fourth grade. 
week three, the other campus of our school had had uh, COVID, positive COVID tests. So I to answer your question, I do think this is the reality going forward. Basically, at some point, every school system in this country that is is testing kids is going to have some kids out. And to tie this back into Queen Sugar, yes. perhaps <laughs> Blue is gu- dealing with this as Sidwell Friends because... Yeah. Blue is at Sidwell Friends School, and they are in Washington, D.C. I have not run into Blue as of yet, uh, but I don't get out that way much. Blue, where you at? I pass there every day for drop-off, so I'll be looking for them. Okay. Well, if you see Blue, you know, Make you sure let you us all know. It. Yeah. Well, don't do that, you know, because he'd be talking to strangers. <laughs> but, you know, at least if you if you do see him, shout him out. You remember, you know, say... We check you out, or we're checking you out every week, you know, on your family's TV show. Yeah. It's good to see you're doing all right. (laughs) With that being said, welcome to, you know, Bourbon and Border Loans after that uh, COVID temperature check, which is important because we are still in COVID season, even in Queen Sugar. Sometimes people have masks on, sometimes they don't. Um, You know, it's there. It's present. It's present and accounted for. Do you feel like it's the job of a TV show to, uh, to, uh, portray it accurately the way I feel like they do. Like you say, some people have their masks, some some people don't. Or is it the responsibility of a show to lead by example and show everyone doing the right thing? That's a good question. That is a good question. I, I wouldn't say it was their responsibility. I think, I think in being true to the nature of the show, you know, in, in trying to be real and trying to depict, real life situations i think they're doing good by showing how it really is like some people mask some people not um i don't think it's their response this i don't think it's this particular show's responsibility to depict how it should to depict how it should be okay if that makes sense and i like how it's not just purely political because for instance and we'll get to that obviously but there's the scene where the farmers where like the white farmers don't really have their masks on and you think it'd be easy to say all oh, the black people have masks on, the white people don't have their masks on, you know, like they're the ones that the those people, the ones not taking it seriously, like the Republican conservative types, whatever. But when Micah has a panic attack, his homeboy takes his mask right off. First thing he does is take his mask off, not Micah's mask off. He takes his mask off to tell Micah to be calm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people be looking for reasons to take their mask off is my point. Um, so anyway, that and, and that kind of brings up to a quick point of note before we get going for real. Typically, the the order of operations here on Bourbon and Board Loans is we do a recap of the show, then we get to the good, the bad, the Nova, the Rona, whatever particular thing we're doing. But we're gonna we're gonna cut the recap. Um, part of it is is if you're listening to this podcast, there's a better than ninety nine percent chance that you actually watch the show. Um, I can't imagine you're only listening to this podcast to figure out what's happening in St. Joe's, but maybe you are, and if you are, welcome. <laughs> we love having you along for the ride. Uh, but for most people, we imagine that the the that you have some idea of what's going on. So we're just going to basically go from our intro here right into the good, the bad. Uh, what would it be this week? Is there, is there anything else? Just the good, the bad? Well, we're still at the good, the bad. I think as time goes on, a, a character will surface as a right. whoever. But right now we're just at good and bad. Yeah. I suggested off, off, uh, off mic that that Ralph Angel probably needs his own segment now because my man is a bad decision maven but you know (laughs) we'll see we'll see what happens so anyway so we're gonna go ahead and skip the recap um Jabri Shanice Janae and Corey are not here uh which you probably have already noticed 
next week they'll be back we'll one of these weeks we're gonna be at all uh everybody there together because i don't think we've had that yet this is episode three we haven't had the entire team together we're gonna get there the rona the rona man i'm not it's probably not fair to blame the rona for that but i'm gonna do it anyway it's not rona so, <laughs> not even a little bit not even a little bit not even a little bit <laughs> but but all right, so we're going to hop right into the good, the, the good and the bad. So, Shanice, the floor is yours. Okay. Take us away. Well, this week on the good and the bad, um, let's start with the good, because why would you not start with the good? Um, Prosper is home. Um, yay. We got to do our little hand signal that y'all can't see. Um, Prosper is home, and the Borderlands are allowed to be there to welcome. Um, I was surprised at that. I, I know that uh, Billy and Nova had a conversation where... Um, Billy kind of, um, I guess, gave in to to Nova. So we'll find out more there. But the Borderlands are there, um, and you you can kind of really see the real issue coming out. Billy is a hater. Billy is hating <laughs> because Prosper is is receiving all this love and care. She says all he talks about when I'm here is the Borderlands, and I mean it's like, well. <laughs> Sis, those are the people that are here and taking care of him, and you are not. So absolutely, I mean. like yeah, yeah you, you brought <laughs> up two big things already. First, you know, Prosper's awake now, so there's only so much yeah. blocking that he's going to allow of the borderlands. You know, he loves them. You know, he ain't happy unless there's some borderlands around. And the other thing is, you touched right on what's wrong with Billy. Billy just she's a hater. <laughs> she's a hater. You know, she's feeling <laughs> guilty. She's feeling left out. You know, um, she's not part of this. Uh, we learn later on, you know, why, you know, uh, why she's not totally part of it the way they grew up when they were younger, best friends with Nova, part of the Borderlone family, just like Prosper is. We learn more about that. But you're right. She's going to stand off to the side and, and just be like, why is this? Why is everything happening without me? They're having so much more fun on the other side of the room. All right. I got a question. Okay. <laughs> Yes, because I I, re- I really feel like, and I'm not I'm not on Team Billy necessarily. Okay, I'm not like a Team Billy person, but I feel like Billy is catching a little bit of a bad rap here, because we find out why. Like I don't know that I think she's a hater. I think she's like salty, right? Which I think there's a there's a there's a distinction. There's a distinction there. Like she's not hating for no reason. She has feelings based on things that have happened, so she's salty about seeing what she never got from her father or what she didn't get at from her father to a certain point, who seems to be extremely affectionate, loving and like welcoming and warm with everybody else. And Prosper has basically let us know that he does not have a good relationship with her. Right. And we find yeah. out more or less that maybe it was him who did not have a good relationship with her. Like he kind of had the problem with her. That's Maybe true. so. It yeah. so it seems like she's not necessarily a hater so much as she got legitimate salty feelings about what she's witnessing and now being a party to. You know, you're right. Haters probably not the best choice of words. Salty probably fits better there. And now that you say that, um, the things that we find out later on, I feel like may actually have contributed to the way that. Um, prosper feels about i i can imagine as a as a father you may feel you know a a way about the things that he may have heard about his child so not saying that it was right but um you know maybe maybe there's some layers to billy but just you know 
for the record, when I write these notes, I'm writing them in the order that I see them. So before I learned other things about Billy, I was just I was calling her a hater. So that, that's where that came from. She was a hater in my eyes in the first couple minutes of the episode. <laughs> I, I might take it back towards her. She January. was unhappy. She was, she was unhappy. unhappy. Yes. Physically unhappy. Intentionally unhappy. She was salty. And it was showing. Um, okay. So Hollywood is now in on Vi's delivery service because I mean sis is slipping money out the cash register into a box and he saw her do it I mean and you know I think last week we were discussing you know that Hollywood may think that Vi is creeping and I think when he saw her take that money and put it in the box it's like okay well that doesn't look like somebody that's creeping because like what are you doing with money you're giving somebody some money and food so obviously you're doing something you're not creeping but you're doing something what are you doing and why are you not telling me um I was surprised that everything went over so smoothly, but I was also very surprised that everything that we discussed, Jabri and Janae, last week is actually what happened. You know, he was upset that she was going to this place and he didn't know about it, um, which was, you know, these are all valid things. Yeah. But also one of the things that Janae was saying is that, you know, is is Hollywood to be trusted? She trusted Vi with this information and you know, she didn't trust Hollywood with the information because she doesn't she doesn't know him. Before so. we get to Hollywood, before we get too far from Vi slipping the money out of the register, <laughs> why is she slipping money out of the register? Hollywood, you know, Hollywood would not have blinked twice had she taken some money out of the register and done something and put it in an envelope. He would have assumed right. that it was good business. But instead, she clearly waits she for him to leave. Did she send him to the back or, or she just knew he was going to the back? Either way... She, no, she said she told him to go get the rentals. That's right sure. for the for tonight. Yeah, That's the right. rentals for tonight's uh, real spot. Thing. So she sends him to the back so she, so she can go in the register. Like that that was just too hot. Uh, you know, it was the last straw for for Hollywood. You know, he had to ask her after that. But then you know Hollywood went on to maybe justify some of the reservations. That's, that's what you were getting to, Shawnee. Sorry to, uh, but I didn't want you to get too far from her slipping the money out because that was totally unnecessary. No, no. We'll, we'll we'll come back around to that, but. You know, Hollywood is now in the know. And so there's no longer any creeping going on 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 Vi's part. So that's why I had it in the good because everybody's in the clear now. We know what's going on. There's no creeping. Okay. Um, Moving on. Davis is coming to dinner. Uh, You know, uh, I, I feel like this was, this was quick. I know they had discussed going public um, last week or no, in the first episode they had discussed going public and I know that Aunt Vi knew that he was back in the picture, but you know he's coming back to dinner now with the whole family. So it, you know, this is this is like a thing, thing. Like he's back, you know. There he's professing his love at the dinner table, and and to my surprise, everyone in the family is pretty receptive. I mean, Micah had a little bit of reservations at seeing, uh, which I, you know, I was a little surprised by that because I thought that, you know, back when the the COVID thing happened last season, I thought that Micah was seeing where this was going i thought he was going to be cool with it but he had a little bit of reservations about it but to my surprise you know avaya is cool i thought she was going to have something to say she was and the, then she was the uh the, the hump to get over you know like i was wondering definitely. what she was going to say because yep. she because everybody else might have their reservations they might have their problems they might give their little looks but vi will say something so yes <laughs> i was worried about that so it was good to see that because uh hollywood was holding his breath hollywood was like what she about to do uh, right <laughs> He know his wife, right? He know his wife. Yeah, so I mean that that was that was nice. And then I I noticed, um, and I you know, 
I guess it's something that's pretty common. Men always seem to be the peacemakers in this situation. Like, you know, me being a sister, and I, th- I feel like if this was my sister, I would be on the corner, like, rolling my eyes because you still did my sister dirty. So, you know, I might not be as receptive. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to sit next to you and lie you at the dinner table without saying anything smart, but I might I might not smile at you. But, you know, Ralph Angel. I like the whole water that everybody else already poured out. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know. I don't know why. Y'all be, y'all be mad for people like tangentially and that other person ain't even that bad no more. It, well, like, it's, it's because like people say, we, you tell us everything bad, but we don't we don't get the forgiveness. You know, we don't get the apologies and all of those things. So we still holding on to the bad because nobody made up with us. He made up with y'all. He made up with you. I agree with you. I think uh, in that situation, a lot of men would be the ones that would try to like break the ice. Like, yeah. hey, what's up, man? You know, like it, it unless... Unless he depend, it depend, but it does depend on what his transgression was, mm-hmm. like how bad that transgression was, because um, that was pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> it, it it was, it was terrible. But it depends yeah. greatly on what your relationship was before, and it seems like everybody really liked him. Like I was back in on yeah. Davis when they were like, um, yeah, he used to take pops and prosper and get them courtside seats. Like mm-hmm. courtside seats for Pops and Prosper, I just closed my eyes and pictured Damn, it. Prosper. I was like, "Man, that's a good time." Yeah. So you know, he was part of the family. Everybody liked him. He was always, uh, oh, what's the word, magnanimous. You know, he he uh, <laughs> brought them with him. Wait and- a minute, wait a minute, Jabri, wait a minute, Jabri, <laughs> because I just want to circle back to episode one where you said that diaspora was a chalkboard word. And you're not supposed to say that out loud. And you saying magnanimous. Yeah, you did this, say that. This is the second time because the first time you said nonplussed, and now you said magnanimous. And I just don't. I can't let it slide. The difference is the difference is diaspora belongs in a in like a, a, a clinical setting, like in a in a classroom on a chalkboard. And magnanimous belongs where? In in civilized conversation, of course. <laughs> so raise your hand if you say magnanimous. <laughs> I've I've definitely used the word magnanimous, but I've I've, no, I've it, no. I have shoehorned it into conversations on purpose, just so okay. I can say magnanimous. All but right. you actually right. bring up a good point. I, or maybe I accidentally brought up a good point <laughs> and now I'm thinking about it. I realize it's a good point. Where I said it depends on the transgression. Yo, Davis really was trash, bro. Like he had like sexual trash. assault charges and stuff. Like he lied, he he whole like in my mind, he cheated. But that's not really what happened. My man, like, she walked on a basketball court in episode one because of what she's read in the paper. Like, that's like that's really bad, what he actually is being more or less forgiven or looked past for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to forget what his actual crimes were. But, Dang. man, like, my she man was, like, sexual assault was on sexual assault level, right? Like, if I'm not mistaken. It really yeah, was, because she was, like, paying people off and stuff. He, he was orchestrating Dang. these parties, right? And his teammates went too far with somebody. But he was not accused of being in the room when that happened. But he put the... He, he was accused of setting it he up. He set it up. He was Tupac. Yeah, he set it up. <laughs> like, he may have been there, but, like, in the other room. But... The point is, yeah, if he it, supposedly didn't know what was happening, he may not have known what was happening. But legally, though, if 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 anybody was going down, Davis was going down too. So you know, he was involved, you know, enough to you can hold him responsible legally. You can hold him responsible morally. It just you know, it wasn't so clear cut that you got to say that that Charlie feels like she has to say you know he was uh, uh, guilty of the assault himself. Right, and that's what happened. Like. 
he told Charlie that he wasn't there or something along those lines and, or something. And then the woman that they paid off was like, actually, either he's the reason. I don't, whatever it was, it really was pretty bad now that I think back. I can't remember exactly the specifics, but man, mm. Davidson came bad. a long way. He has, because I was, I was feeling like all warm and fuzzy about this. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Should I not? I mean, she that? forgave him. We ain't got no choice. You either quit watching or you kind of got to <laughs> ride this thing out. But, you know, hey. I'm just when I say he's come a long way, I mean, in terms of of Charlie letting go of what happened, because it really was a pretty significant breach of their trust, their relationship, their marriage. Like it was a sizable. And like, somebody got hurt and somebody actually right. Somebody got yeah. hurt like that. Yeah, that's serious. Yeah. It wasn't you just cheated on me. You made a bad decision. We can work through this. Like you made a, you made, you committed crimes really effectively. Yeah. 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 Like you, right. But so. you can see how, like, like the way I explained it, how it kind of maybe sounded like he wasn't the worst person in the room. That's th- those are the kind of right. gymnastics that you do when you want to forgive somebody and you want to take somebody back. So, I mean, if she follows that logic, I could see her getting to a place where she forgives him. I could also, I could also see her, you know, just one day, just wake up and be like, you know what? I never want to talk to him again. Like, I just remember it. Like, it just clicked yeah. different for me again. I can see that happening too. Oh man! Now I have so many feelings now because it's like, well, is it too good to be true? Like, or are they really going to do this? Are they really going to get back together? Because I was, I was really feeling warm and fuzzy. Like, I'm like, okay, Charlie and Davis getting back together, yay! But now I'm like, wait, should they get back together? Wait, is she going to wake up one day and just decide, nah? Like, now I don't know. My now my chest is like, well, she seems in, and I don't. I don't feel negatively about Davis in that way. Like watching, I will be surprised if Davis messes this one up. I'll say that or messes up this opportunity. It's just amazing that what, where he, where he came from to where he's at now and more, it's more about Charlie being able to get past that because of how sizable and significant it was for their lives. While we're on this, we got to talk about that hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Black Love Never Dies. Now she knew, um, she knew that 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 she was <laughs> risking it, so she tried to wrap herself in the protection of Black Love. Now, if you post any hate under my post with my boo, <laughs> what are you against Black Love? You must hate Black Love. She tried it. Dang, you right. You right. Yeah, she was being slick with that hashtag yeah. and pretty. Uh, it's a black heart emoji too, not just a regular heart, well, a black yeah. heart. I mean, emoji. she said she's only about the black image. Hearts. She's gonna take care of the image. <laughs> you only send black I only hearts? send black hearts. <laughs> Quick sidebar: I used to kind of hate the black hearts thing because I didn't view it as like black love. I viewed it as the black heart. Like, right, me too. Like, it's who was like dead inside? Like that's how yeah. I view black hearts. But I don't people like black send hearts. them so often. I had to get. I had to reframe my mind to see that it's black love. <laughs> Is that what I? I did not know that black hearts meant black love. I, that's I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that that was the thing. Okay. I mean, I know people use it that way, but yeah, I just I just send it because I'm black and. I love. So I just put the black, the black heart. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, you know, add that into my text, texticon. I like it. Is that the thing? Did you make that up? You like that? I did. It's a thing. It's a thing now. Hashtag hashtag texticon. Texticon. Because I was going to say text lexicon, but then I thought like texticon because that's better, you know. So texticon is a thing. It works. All right. That's me. Okay. And finally, for the good. The real spot is officially open. They actually had their first official little gathering there. And that is where the rules were. Um, 
you get no yak if you don't start yakking and yak hollywood did boy did he yak he told all of the business that janae predicted that he was going to and it's too bad janae is not here for me to like apologize <laughs> to her like to her face because apologize anyway apologize right because, now because like i really threw the cape on for hollywood i was like man you can trust hollywood you really vi what are you doing and vi i mean and uh hollywood let me all the way down like he let me down i'm down he let me so far down <laughs> like he he gave the name of the kid he said i met this kid named gabriel staying with his mom out at the out 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 at the motel right like that's a lot of information there can't be with so yeah, many motels is. in st joe's somebody could just go by knocking on doors and find this person pretty easily um yeah, yeah, and and that was Janae's point. If if you tell somebody, you greatly raise the point. Uh, you greatly raise the probability that somebody else could find out, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So exactly, my bad. I should not have defended uh, Vi and Hollywood and their marriage and the sanctity of it because Hollywood was just gonna turn around and let me all the way down. So my bad, Janae. Can I can I can I throw two more people under the bus in this one, <laughs> right quick? Go ahead. Well, Aunt Vi and uh, who's Gabriel's? What's Gabriel's mother's name? Paula J. Parker. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but I was going to. Who I have to give props for working on an accent for this because she really, she really nailed that. But so when Hollywood finds out that Vi is going over there and goes with her to go meet PJP, um. <laughs> He says he's famous at Tic Tac Toe and goes inside with 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 her son Gabriel. Goes inside with the Gabriel. Kid, and then, oh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry to cut you off. That boy never played Tic Tac Toe before. I was surprised. <laughs> was by he that being too, raised under he the said, steps? Yeah, he said, no. "I didn't raise this boy under the steps." <laughs> What's going on? Because he was very polite. He said, "No, sir." Now he's Southern, but he said, "No, sir." And I'm like, "You ain't played Tic Tac Toe." Is Tic Tac Toe regional? You know, it's possible. I was not aware that Tic Tac Toe was regional. I. I I am a Southerner, and I learned Tic Tac. Okay, thank you. And it's out. That's good to know. So, <laughs> actually, I might have learned it while I was in Germany, but my parents are from the South. Hence, I learned it from... It, it's irrelevant. My my point, but it kind of goes in line with this. So, Hollywood goes inside with Gabriel to teach him how to play Tic-Tac-Toe. <laughs> and then Avi and PJP stand outside of the hotel motel yeah. door. They stand out there and have outside. a whole discussion. I'm like, what you doing? You hiding. You can't stand outside. Hi, go inside. They can yeah. play tic tac toe at the table. We saw it inside last week. There's a table. They can go inside. You can sit at the couch and do this. I was like, why are y'all standing outside so long? Why are y'all standing outside? That's a good that question. That frustrated me actually. Yeah, I was very frustrated whole time. I watched it. I was frustrated. Yeah, did it make your chest tight? Like, why are you? I was waiting for home? something bad to happen. So when Hollywood is out here talking about. You know, I met a kid named Gabriel who stayed at the motel up the street with social security number XYZ, <laughs> XYZ, birthday, you know, ABCD. Like, I was thinking that Ralph Angel's new home, Ralph Angel's old new homie was going to end up being his, his, his dad or something like that. And was that now we, we, we didn't basically didn't got two people murdered. Right. Because no. that dude gives bad vibes. Like you said, Shawnee, that dude gives bad vibes. Was, He's at least I into crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Though he says he's not, well, we're going to get to there. Get to he says something very funny, and then he, like he said one thing and completely recanted that with his next yeah. sentence. Exactly. Okay, Okay. you know what, let's, let, let's, let's go there. Um, all right, so into the bag. 
into the bag we go. So uh, along those same lines, things are not looking good for Ralph Angel. Um, and this money that he needs to come through, it's just not, it, it just looks like every avenue or opportunity that he had to get some money, all the, all the eggs that he was counting before they hatched, um, they're, they're not, he's not getting those eggs at all. Um, it seems, I fear. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not looking And pridefully, good. he's pridefully not even like he, he got too much pride about this at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. while they're going into the meeting with the USDA person, Charlie says, if you need any help, and he says it's bigger than it's bigger than that, or something like that. I'm like, it's bigger but than what? Yeah. Help. Yeah. <laughs> the USDA, USDA gotta pay. I'm like, I feel okay. you, but yeah. While they're not paying, it might be nice to have your very rich sister who's willing to help you out do so. Cause you gotta what what doesn't make any sense to me. Is that Ralph Angel wants Darla to have the pregnancy experience that she wants, but he also doesn't want to ask for help from anybody to make sure that she can do it. Like, how's this gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said Something's he basically it. said, "I want to be able to buy stuff that I can't afford," which is like that's the human condition. Like, <laughs> who doesn't want to buy stuff that they can't afford? I'd like a yacht, etc., but I can't have it. So, I mean, how does how does he actually use that as real logic? to do what he's doing with this money situation. He's really saying, I would rather give you this stuff and like lose the farm <laughs> than also, to ask for help. It's ridiculous. Also, why is he buying all the stuff? Like, can't you just have a baby shower and make a little registry? Like you could get help with, like somebody could have got that crib for y'all. Um, you know, yeah. like why are you doing yeah, this? It's not going well. And the USDA said they're not even, um, they're not even going to uh, revisit it for six weeks or something like that. Right. So, Even so though point. Billy dropped precedence in the court, <laughs> which I don't know how much that well, I don't know how that landed, but she did drop a court case. What do you think about how Billy I made it clear like... that she wasn't helping everybody on purpose? I'm just here to help my dad, and if other people get help, then so be it. Like she had to clear that up. Like she couldn't just say, "I got y'all." Because see, and this this is why you know I I really want to know what her backstory is fully because when when you got Nova Bordelon calling people trash. I feel like you need to pay attention because um, Nova Nova is not above being trash herself. So I just, I just really feel like I, uh, Look, I, I so I, I have a little compassion for Billy based on what we learn in this episode, right? Like I don't, she's clearly been through something. It affected her very negatively. The fact that even Ernest Bordelone factors into this story. Like, he was the one person that she confided in that she felt like listened to her. And I mean, should we just kind of go ahead and, and into this part? We can go. We can, I feel we like can I'm going like to talk there. around it. Let's go yeah. there. Go ahead. So, so we learn that, well, we learn a couple things. First, the version of the story that we hear from Anvai is that um, Billy was messing around with Jimmy Dale. And so uh, we, they let us sit with that for a good minute. And we thought, dang, like I audibly said, you know, out loud, like what? Like, I'm just like, oh my, sis is, sis is trash. Like what, what in the world was going on there? I wasn't even thinking like, oh, she was a child. You know, I didn't think none of that. I just thought, what the heck? She up here. And I'm like, that's why she was sassy when I'm by. That's why, you know, I'm like, oh wow. Like this all makes sense. But then, you know, when Nova kind of confronts her later we find out that that apparently is not all, you know, that that's not exactly the way that things happen. Um, 
we find out that you know that she was only 18 years old and Jimmy Dale was a 30 something year old grown man. So, you know, put together the pieces, you know, this was not a decision that she was making to be creeping around with a grown man. She was being forced in, in, into a, a relationship, into a situation that she didn't necessarily want to be in, according to her. Right. Um, He's much older. And, and she told everybody. And, right. She, and he told, yeah, and she told people. And, and told she people. told on Vi, she told, she told on Vi, she told her father, and the only person, and the only person that she felt listened to her was Ernest Bordelon, which is how her and Nova, who used to be best friends, are inseparable, as Charlie pointed out, were no longer friends because she told, in a in a moment of of petty, in a moment yeah. of spite, she told Ernest that that Nova may be may be a lesbian, which ruined her relationship with Ernest until he passed away, apparently, or affected it. Maybe it didn't ruin it; it affected it negatively. Well, yeah, because she 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 essentially outed Nova when she was 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. I'm assuming they're the same age and had her come home. You know, she wasn't prepared to 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 discuss that, especially with her dad. So you come I come home and you just bombard me with questions about my sexuality that I'm not even sure about yet. Like, what the heck? Who told you this? My best friend told you this, you know, like. Child. Yeah, so she messy. I mean, I'm not saying Billy ain't messy, but Billy been through some things. That I think soften soften the the like the hate the hater the hateration that we think we see from her yeah yeah and basically just means she has some she need she needs some therapy need effectively therapy. yeah what we got out of this she need to go talk to somebody I I completely agree with that you know I think that uh, <coughs> what we learn about her backstory definitely uh, deserves some some compassion uh, I just feel like you know everybody who acts that way has some type of backstory where they were hurt, you know, and you know, where she has, you know, we allow her some grace for the things that she's been through, but you're still allowed to not like her. Um, you know, she can live and do what she wants, but she can be disliked even if she has a sad backstory. I mean, cause hurt people hurt people and you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to let yourself get hurt by this hurt person just because they've been hurt. Now, it's it's a tragedy that she wasn't listened to. And, you know, when it's your own family, you know, her father and stuff, like, man, that's really tough. But the way she's treating the board alone, still, she should have had some time to get some get some perspective on exactly what happened and how things used to be, the culture of a small town, the culture of the South, the culture of the 80s, 90s, whenever this was, um, you know, and maybe have a different approach now that she's back. What happened, happened. And, you know, learning about it, like, you know, I, I see her differently, but I don't see the the situation that they have now. I don't see that differently. But you know what makes her still a hater, though? The whole reason why she told Ernest that Nova was a lesbian is because she was hating on the relationship that Nova that she suspected that Nova had with her father. She was saying like, oh, you know, he was so understanding and this and that. And essentially she wished that she had that with her relationship. So she sought to sully the relationship that Nova had with her father by doing that. Intentionally. So intentionally. So, I mean, that is the definition of being a hater. Um, she was, she was spiteful at that point. I'm saying, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Now I think she's just salty. At that point, she was hating. Yeah, she was being. She was being. My my point is that she has the, she that she has the potential to 
to act on her feelings of spite. Um, and I feel like she was continuing to do that by coming down there, storming in and barging in and, and treating Avi and Nova the way that she did. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I'm just saying I have a little sympathy for the girl now for the woman. I mean, now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying I have a little sympathy for her because it has to be difficult to like, we all love prosper. Like mm-hmm. when Prosper, when, when it looked like Prosper went down, like everybody, I imagine anybody, anybody watching, anybody seeing this, we all were like, oh no, Prosper, Prosper better make it. Like you can't do that to my man Prosper. So it's interesting to see that he has such a cold relationship with his own kid. Yeah. Because all we've gotten from Prosper is all this warmth and love and, and community and family. He's effectively a board alone. So yeah. the fact that he has a whole child that he really ain't rocking with is interesting. And it doesn't seem like it's her fault necessarily. It seems like he made a choice to not rock with his kid. Yeah. So that's, it's like something we're going to have to reckon with at some point. They're going to have to reckon with it. All these cute yeah. old people that are that are running around right now, they got stories. They got history. They, they got stories. Cute old people. All, <laughs> All the cute old people, you know, and they yeah. live through some time. They live through some stuff. They got some stories, some history. Some mistakes were made. Yeah. And, you know, I yeah. was going to say when you were using the word sympathetic, Panama, I was going to I was going to say that sympathetic is not I, I sympathy is not what I have for her. But now thinking about the relationship with her dad, I'm wondering if the, the the reason for that relationship is based on the things that he was hearing about his daughter. And if it was like, if he was embarrassed or ashamed, you know, the things that was going around town, like, you know, my, my daughter is running around here with this grown man. Like, is that, is that, was that embarrassing for him? And did he, as opposed to, you know, showing his daughter more love and figuring out what was really going on, did he just push her away because he was ashamed and embarrassed of, of what he was hearing about her? And if that's the case, then dang, that's, that's, that's really messed up, especially, you know, as a father and to, to try to not dig deeper and see what was going on there. But I, this is all speculation because I don't know what the reason is for the, the the way that he was treating his daughter. I don't know. But now I'm thinking about that. Like, you know, I this is the reason why you have to give people grace because you never know the reason why people act the way they act. And not yeah. like you were saying, Jabri, it's not excusable, but it's like you never know why somebody acts the way they act. Yeah, and even... You know, even Nova is a fa- who loved her father dearly, is even um, pointing out that her and her and her father didn't have the greatest relationship until when he passed away. Yeah, because of what what Billy said to him that yeah. it you know that it negatively impacted their entire relationship till the day he died. Yeah. So you know that that the conservative values, whatever it was that 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 there's a lot that happened that has impacted people. And Billy says she got out of there, right? Like because nobody cared, but nobody nobody listened to her. Mm-hmm. Everybody treated effectively treated her like a pariah. So she left, and it doesn't seem like anybody was trying to bring her back. Nova didn't mess with her no more. Um, Vi didn't mess with her because of Jimmy Dale. Her father didn't believe her. Her father probably thought she was a harlot out here running around with grown men. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was probably a little town pariah. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll get more of this as the you know we'll. It seems like she's there for uh, an extended amount of time, so they're gonna have to have some talks. She and Prosper obviously are gonna have to have some combos, but 
I yeah. just I don't I don't I don't dislike her as much because it seems like all all her pain seems rooted in something that really ain't her fault necessarily. Yeah. I feel and like we got nobody a, a listening. Villain. You're right. I, I feel like we got a villain in the origin story in just two episodes. So I I get yeah, that. She came That's in she came in hot, as y'all said. She came in hot and then it turns out she's on fire for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like she came in hot, but she got lit on fire. We just yeah. didn't know that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> like we just we did we didn't know that. And now we're finding out that there's more, there's a lot more here that needs to be needs to be unpacked. Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm very curious. I I feel like Billy's story is gonna be like the the real uh kicker this season. So I'm interested to see what goes on there. Um we talked about oh, let's go back to the real spot. So back at the real spot. Now, upon my first uh viewing of this new character, I just thought to myself, like, wow, the real spot got all the fine dudes. Then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Something is off with the vibes here, right? Something's off with the vibes. Um, Ralph Angel's prison prison friend, prison bay. I'm gonna call him prison bay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't getting good vibes initially, and he proved me right. Um, Ralph Angel is in a very vulnerable position right now. Um, Prison Bay can tell apparently that Ralph Angel is in a very vulnerable position, and he offers Ralph Angel Ralph Angel a, a proposition to do some illegal activity, which he says is not illegal. This guy offers that to everybody. Everybody he meets, this guy <laughs> tries to bring in on these crimes. Like this dude, right? This dude, <laughs> he's not a serious person. Like, like Hollywood, like. How y'all know each other? My man, like, prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not, you can't trust this guy. This guy just, he'll tell all your business. No. Like, And not only that, what he actually said was, Ralph Angel said, I'm out the game. And Buddy said, me too. That's Ryan. why I'm trying to put you on. Like, I'm trying to put you on to the game, basically. Like, I got this hustle you that you, you got to get out the car for. Exactly. It's like, wait a minute, you just said you off the game too, and then you try to give him the game. What are yeah. you talking about? You literally try to put a crime on him. Definitely. I'm not so it. yeah. But you know, foreshadowing. Because as you know, Ralph Angel, like we said, my man making bad choices. And Darla's like, I think we need to ask for some help. And he's like, You don't trust me? And I'm like, Oh, yeah. famous last words. Maybe he didn't say you don't trust me. Whatever it was, he says something implies like you don't think I got this? Like you, you don't, you don't, you don't have faith in me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like don't give up on me or something. He said, he said something more like that. Yeah, yeah, something, something along like those lines. But like, definitely no. the kind of stuff that Darla needs to be like. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and ask for some help anyway. Right. I'm gonna make sure we got some help in the back just in case you do something stupid. Right. right. And I thought to myself, like, you know what? He needs to not be allowed in a real spot no more. Hollywood, kick him out. But it's like, well, no, because. Dudes like that need to be around more upstanding guys, but it's like I don't, I kind of don't want you in the real spot. He like, gonna have I some of the best stories. You talking about Ralph Angel or the, the guy, prison, prison dude? Prison, prison, oh, prison. He gonna have some I of can't the. Call him prison <laughs> 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 yeah, he gonna have the best stories though. You got to bring him back. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he got redemption and he got money in his pocket. He slid Ralph Angel a hundred. He did. I don't Which know. actually I, probably matters for Ralph. I mean, that's real dope for them right now. Like yeah. they they on payday loans. I just really, I you know, Ralph Angel has been doing so well. He has, you know, has he? I just really don't. You mean before? I mean, you mean before? Before? Not before. Recently. Before this? Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, I just 
you know, like, let's not take so many more steps backwards. I, Prison Bay, I, I don't want you around. I'm sorry. As Bay as you may be, please go. Um, so let me ask y'all a question. Can I ask, this is a Ralph Angel question. I'm actually surprised that Ralph Angel is exhibiting this much pride about being willing to ask for some help. Like, it's actually surprising me. Well, and this is got like y'all don't feel like y- y'all aren't surprised by this. It surprises Ralph me. Ralph Angel has 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 been pretty. Like every time I think he'll go left, he goes right for the most part, right? So he doesn't seem like he's so caught up on the pride of anything else. He didn't have a problem with Kenya. His he with blue running around with a little girl dog. He didn't have a problem with any of that stuff. He doesn't have a problem with with like being open in most or he took the job at the at the whatchamacallit at the uh the the old folks home during covid because they needed money right he was like i ain't, I ain't too proud to push a mop or do he had a whole speech about not being too proud to do that job right to do work so it surprises me that he's too prideful to ask for help when he's effectively about to lose everything yeah like this is a weird time to to decide that this is a bridge too far for his male ego it surprises me I mean, it could be something else going on. Like, it surprises me, too. Like, there's some type of importance that he's placing on this that you wouldn't expect from him. Because I feel like he would say, you know, this is not worth me losing my family over. I would just, you know, ask for a little bit of help. But, um, and, and, and he's been down this road before. He's been to prison. He remembers robbing the store. Didn't he say he robbed the store to feed Blue or something? Like, he's been down this road before. He knows where it leads. So I don't even know why he's even entertaining, you know, these thoughts. Because he was definitely thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm not surprised. And I I get why you guys would say that you're surprised. But then also I feel like, you know, having, you know, Blue play with Kenya, like that, that's not something that was like embarrassing to him. I think he took pride in the fact that 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 was the type of father that he is or, you know, pushing them up and working at the working at the um, nursing home or, or, or wherever was the nursing home? Yeah. The nursing home. Um, you know, I feel like he took pride in, you know, having a job, working a job, doing what he needed to do. I think for this particular situation, I think his pride is in um, number one, leading, like doing all of these things to lead people. And then also he, he has a second chance at kind of like, supporting his own family i think um from from well i mean he's i guess he's always supported blue and i'm thinking out loud here but i just i feel like this is more like his uh, what am i trying to say i i feel like this is it's his job to to raise his family to protect his family to provide for his family and i feel like his pride is in the fact that i i I'm supposed to do this alone. I'm not supposed to have help in doing this. I'm the man and I'm supposed to take care of my family and I'm not supposed to ask for help. And, and none of those other situations would have put him in a position to need to ask anybody for help. You know, his parenting skills, that's all him. He's very prideful about that. You know, I'm vibe, don't tell me how to parent my child. You know, he that's that's a source of pride for him. You know, I'm working, I'm running these farms, I'm getting these getting this money back from the USDA, like that's pride for him. So for him, for him to have to step out of that and ask somebody for help, it would feel like, I think, I think that would make him feel weak to have to say what I'm doing is not working. And I think that's why I'm not surprised. It did. I talked a lot. I said a lot, but did I say, no, anything? I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, and I don't think you're wrong. I'm just surprised because 
none of that I feel like has stopped him before from from kind of swallowing his right. Pride. You brought up male ego, like, Panama. Like saying, he specifically yeah. said male ego, and like that would surprise me if he had traditionally toxic male ego. You know, because in so many other ways, we've seen him. Like you said, you thought he was he was going to go left, and he didn't. You know, he has very open minded stuff about other uh, other things that lead people with toxic masculinity to make you know bad decisions or you know cringy decisions. And Ralph Andrew doesn't make those cringy decisions. He's cool, right? So it's surprising to it's, see him be led. If if that's what it is, that that then that would be surprising. And I agree. I just think that none of those things that we mentioned before had challenged his his particular version of masculinity. I think that Ralph Angel is is does subscribe to a certain version of masculinity. It's just not the the toxic version that we're used to seeing. Like you know what I mean? Like he's not he is not um, misogynistic or homophobic. So those are not things that that challenge his manhood. Right. But asking for help to pay my bills is challenging to his brand of manhood. Could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I guess we'll we'll see more. I'm just I'm just very surprised by this because yeah. it seems like the the at like they're offering help. Like Charlie's right. offering it. You know, he didn't even have to go. He don't have to try hard. He doesn't have to go beg. She's like, I can be there for you. His wife is saying, I think we need help. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the person he cares about more than anybody. And he's about to. He's risking losing it. We on on week one we got really surly. You know, collections agents. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got really surly people on the other end of the collections phone. Like, they tired of Ralph Angel. Yeah. They ready to take the land. You would think that at some point, you'd be like, you know, I'm going to hold on to this land. We should probably hold on to this. Like, the fact that at some point the family hasn't been brought into this. I'm just I'm just surprised. But, you know, maybe we'll get more. That, we'll see where this goes. It looks like it's going in a bad direction. And yeah. I'm not happy about that. Not at all. Um, what I'm also not happy about... Um, so let's move over to Nova. Nova's minding her business outside and Dominic, her, this, I'm going to dub him Nova's man. Nova's man, Dominic walks by with the woman. Now I need to go back and look because I don't think that woman that was walking with him was Loretta. Loretta is Dominic's sister. I don't think that was her. Um, so who's this woman walking with Nova's man? I didn't appreciate. They seemed a little too chummy. I think it's Loretta. Friends. You think it's Loretta? I mean, it better be Loretta. As well as I saw Loretta last time, I mean, I she was kind of in the background, right? So I think it was Loretta because she wasn't introduced. I think we're supposed to already know who this is. So I think it was Loretta. Right. Nova did talk to her very comfortably. She did. And and I noticed that too, but I thought, you know, I thought that that was just, I thought either A, that's Loretta and I don't remember what she looks like or B, Nova's just being very cordial and minding her business because number, because because this is not her man and this is none of her business who this is that he's walking with. So, you know, being polite and greeting who he's walking with because she's speaking to him. So speak to her too. Um, just like she spoke to Loretta when she didn't know who Loretta was. She was like, Hey Loretta, but you don't know who Loretta was. You just, no, she, she had met Loretta friendly. before she met Loretta. She had met her. Oh, okay. But she ain't know, you know, she ain't know who, oh, she, was. Oh, who she was to him. Got you. Right. Got you. So she was just speaking. I think she was just being so either either that was Loretta or she was just being polite because it's none of her business who he walking with because that's not her man, but it is her man. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. And then right yeah, after that, a... she had the right after that, we have um an envelope with a target on her head. Now, this stuff is getting really creepy. Like people are really playing with Nova, like you know, the and so this okay, 
this is my theory. I really feel like the way that the sh- the sheriff is looking at Nova, I really feel like the police department is like, you know, threatening Nova because as you recall, somebody sent a recording of her 911 call. Now we, we said that maybe that was not a phone tap, but how, who has a recording of Nova's 911 call, right? Who knows where Nova lives? Who's being sassy and giving Nova side eyes and looks and, and showing up everywhere that Nova is, sheriff. right? The sheriff, right? Mm-hmm. Who 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 says something smart about her um, defund the police? The sheriff. So, I I just I don't know who else would would be so vehemently um, threatening to Nova right now besides them. That's my that's my. I mean, if you, right if you don't think it's Billy, who Billy? I don't think it's Billy. <laughs> it ain't Billy. Billy. Billy's not a nice person, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a nice person. Is she, she ain't doing all that. Conspiracy theory. Is she? She wants to she take down the board alone. You, you brought up Shawnee. It's a villain. It's a villain with an origin story. What does she want to do? She wants <laughs> to take down the board alone. Please, no. Revenge. She's Billy's their arch enemy even... now. <laughs> that's no, that's not Billy. I don't know. I don't know. I'll indulge that. It could be. <laughs> it could be okay. because this does this does follow specific villain prototypes. However, what is her superpower then? Or is she the one that doesn't have a superpower? So she's merely can only use the power of she's fear. She's an evil genius. Uh, she's an evil genius. Evil genius. Okay. <laughs> She's not off the list. You've convinced me. I'm not playing with her. <laughs> She's not off the list. You've convinced me that perhaps Billy is a is an evil genius. She does Ooh. have an origin. The origin story is what changes everything. We got an origin story. We got an origin story and her trying to work out her origin story problems with the person that effectively she blamed for it all. And the per- she walked out on Nova, walked into the house and slammed the door. That's a telltale sign. <laughs> she left Nova standing on the steps. She was not happy with how that conversation ended. Mm-hmm. You're right. Now, that conversation happened after Nova got the letters. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm point, point is, I'm not, out, I'm not out on your theory, Jabri. My man. That's a good one. Okay. Maybe okay. she's well, that... a super villain. <laughs> okay, well, we won't, we won't count that out. And I, I think that that is all I have for the good and the bad. The good, the bad, and the blank. <laughs> um... I just want to talk about how Nova balled up that paper. I'm like, please don't destroy the evidence. Like, there could be a print. That paper was mighty glossy. There could have been a print okay. on that paper. But let me ask you this, though. If you were in the moment and you got that delivered to your house, would you have not balled it up? What would you have done with the paper? Would you have slid it back neatly in, neatly the, envelope? in the envelope? I'm going to put it in a Ziploc right bag. Here's the problem. She can't call the police because it could be the police. If it's not Billy, it might be the police. But you don't know if it's not Billy yet. So it could be the police. You can't call the police to ask them for help because the police don't really rock with you. Who do she you call? She definitely can't call the police no more. She can't call the Ghostbusters because then we're crossing streams, which is a pun, <laughs> which is a pun because of Ghostbusters. Yep. yep. I don't know. What, I don't know what her options are here. Mm. She got to call Calvin. Where Calvin at? She can't call Calvin. He might Calvin's be in jail. jail. She got to call him collect. Where's Calvin? I mean, he got to call her collect. Calvin should be in jail. That joke didn't work. Calvin should be in jail right now. No, okay. What about what about the officer that she was in the car with touching his shoulder? Where's him? Where's he? Officer, 
the officer that she was in the car with him, officer. He didn't uh, even want. He didn't want his name to roll around. No, no parts of this. I feel okay, like he left the police still, force. Can she not trust him? She was all feeling on his shoulder. Yo, what? Where's too sweet? That's what she needs. She need to strap up. She basically where's turn this. Too sweet. She need. She need the streets. Yeah, yeah. She need the streets. She need the streets. <laughs> Are the streets still on her side? Do the streets still bang with her? Why wouldn't they? She I, in the trenches. She in these streets. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the streets rock with her? Because they they don't like they don't like Calvin. Yeah. Look, we haven't seen it for a while, but Nova still got a weed man, so she still got you know she she's still in these streets. She still got the connects, I believe. She still she she still got the connects. So she okay. needs the streets. All right. Well, hopefully that's that's all I got. All right, and well, that. I had, I, well, I had actually had one. I had one one minor <laughs> one minor like thing. <laughs> right. This is one minor thing because I want to know if y'all noticed this. This is very minor. This is, this should not take a lot of time. This is very minor. At the real spot, Aunt Vi's in there setting everything up, right? And Hollywood gives her a hug, talks about how happy he is, and then he's like, now you got to go, right? If you all remember, Aunt Vi and Ralph Angel are really not rocking. We're, they're still not on good terms, right? But then Ralph Angel's like, go ahead, bye Aunt Vi. But he says it in a jokey manner. I was like, you can't make that joke right now. You can't jokingly tell Aunt Vi to leave. You don't I like Aunt Vi right now. <laughs> I, look, it... It caught me so off guard. Y'all didn't notice that? No. I didn't catch that. What I did notice was, speaking of Aunt Vi, I almost forgot. The way, so at the, towards the end of the episode, when Gabriel and his mama and Hollywood and Aunt Vi at the diner, and Hollywood is kind of um, playing with Gabriel, and then he gets in the booth, in the booth um, next to him. Aunt Vi kind of looks over and gives like this look. What y'all think that look meant? Because I know how I took it. How did y'all take it? I thought that Vi was like noticing the age difference again and feeling, you know, bad that she couldn't give him kids because he looked so comfortable over there with the kid uh, playing around. And I think she felt like, you know, I'm in my 50s. I can't give him kids. And she just felt kind of uh, insufficient for a second. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I don't have any other alternate theories on that one. I wish I did. Yeah. Of the supervillain variety. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to resurface anywhere um, later. She also on. might that's, hate to see Hollywood happy. That's also possible. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's an alternate theory. There you go. That's a take. Okay. Okay. I forgot you. you you're not really a fan of Anvi like that. No. No. <laughs> I don't like Anvi either. Anvi is annoying me. I used to love Anvi. Anvi really annoys me now. Oh. Okay. I mean, think about this. And I don't want to get too deep into this because, you know, we can move on. But Anvai has really, like, Anvai has gone downward in terms of her goodness and grace. Like, where she started and where she's at, like, Anvai is problematic as hell. Now, wait a minute. I will argue that she has, she started off being very stank to Darla. She was very stank to Darla in the beginning. She just, I feel like who her. Didn't Darla have to, like, stand up to her? Yeah, but I, I just feel like Anvai has always been the same person. It's just who she directs her vitriol to. Yeah, so she's always okay. So well, I so I'll say this: I liked Aunt Vi more before. I felt mm-hmm. Aunt Vi seemed more of a a connector. Now she seemed like she's kind of she's way more self centered than I gave her credit for early on. Like she seemed much more about the family, and now she seems much more about herself and her role in everybody else's life and how everybody needs to be respectful of her. 
than I feel yeah. like she used to be. Maybe I'm just, maybe I just missed that, but I feel like she's a lot more in that space now than she used to be, and it kind of annoys me. I can see that. So, dang y'all don't like all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan at this point. At this juncture. I can see that. I can see that. And that wraps up the good, the bad, and the blank here on Bourbon and Borderlands on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. All right. Yeah. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. It is time for our advictions. Normally, Janae would lead this discussion, this section, but seeing as she is not here right now, I have taken on that illustrious duty. I'm calling this duty illustrious because I will do my best to lead the way Janae leads. By throwing to Jabri. Jabri, do you have any evictions? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. My advice is for Ralph Angel. Don't do crimes with this guy. This guy, what's his name? Did we did we get his name? His name is... Uh, T? TJ? He looked like a Chauncey. <laughs> Well, nah, don't his name is like, don't I think his name man. is like T. I think it's like T, TJ or something okay. like that. Okay, well, Ralph Angel, don't do Chauncey. this dude, he's not a serious man. He's like, I'm out the game. Uh, let's do this crime together. Like, in the same breath. Uh, so, yeah. just just don't do anything with him. I don't like him. Um, he does seem to care about Ralph Angel uh, uh, somewhat, but like he cares about him in like that bad guy way. Like, when you're not a good person, the way you care about people. And he's like, just kind of wants to keep him close so he can use him. Like he needs a driver for this crime, yeah. and Ralph Angel That's looks like exactly he needs the money. Um, uh, my prediction is that somebody at the real spot overheard Hollywood's story, and that they know Paula J. Parker and Gabriel, and somehow you know the father is going to end up getting this information. Either he was in the real spot, or somebody who knows the guy was in the real spot and overheard it. Heard. Uh, uh, Hollywood giving out all that all that identifying information like their name, their address, their social security number, uh, Paula J. Parker's maiden name, type. all that. So somebody's gonna be able to put that together, and it's not gonna be hard. So that's my prediction. Ralph, I mean, uh, Hollywood really let me down this week by spilling those beans. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, my advice is also for Ralph Angel, and it is put the pride aside and ask your very wealthy, very rich sister. For a loan that is not payday, that is uh, like I don't even know how I looked up payday loans. Like they max out like a thousand dollars. Like I don't know how. And he's take they're not getting a ton of money off these. Like ask your sister for some help. Your sister is offered to help. Ask your sister for some help. My prediction, however, is that Ralph Angel is going to do the crimes <laughs> that Jabri just mentioned because foreshadowing is a mug. Prison homie done strolled through slipped you $100 and offered you a job, sticking up the Landry's. It looks like you in a tight spot. You're trying to get the doula and the midwife, and it looks like you're really trying to make these things happen. I feel like the crimes is on the way. The happening is happening, and Ralph Angel's about to do, he about to do the time because he going to do the crime. I hope not, man. I hope not, too. But he seemed... He seemed like TJ about to get the prison homie. I think his name is TJ about to get a phone call much sooner than he expected to after Ralph Angel rebuffed his offer of the crimes. That's my evictions. Shawnee, what you got? Um, 
along the same lines, I I my advice is uh Ralph and Darla, y'all, I said Ralph, Ralph Angel and Darla, y'all need to go ahead and um start visiting some hospitals. Um either that or you need to ask for some money because it just doesn't seem realistic that you guys are going to be able to pay for a doula and a midwife. Um, I was also pretty troubled in finding out that um, Darla wasn't aware that a doula and a midwife don't perform the same duties. I feel like, baby, you got to do your research if you're going to, you know, not be doing a hospital birth because it's, you know, birthing is very dangerous. Like you can, you can die um, and you need to, you know, do your research and make sure that you have all of the medical professionals that you need around you. Um, but also it doesn't seem like y'all can afford this, which is very unfortunate. I've, I've, I really feel like women should be able to um, have the births that they want and not have to pay exorbitant amounts for them because births have to happen. Um, especially since, you know, they're being forced upon us in, in some States, but that's neither here nor there right now in St. Joe's. Um, they need to go to the hospital. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed in her in her research skills. Like the way she introduced <laughs> yeah. it, the way she introduced it to Ralph Angel was like, "I've been you reading up on knows? this, and this is the hotness. Right. We need to do this." But she didn't yeah. read that much because she doesn't know how it works. So I was disappointed yeah. in that. To be fair, to be fair, they're on their fourth payday loan. I'm guessing the internet is the last bill you know getting what? paid. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, it's I mean, probably really spotty as is. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know, but y'all need to whatever hospital is close, y'all need to at least go look, at least go look and see what's see what's popping there because I feel like y'all have not done that. Um, I don't know if they're doing hospital tours still during COVID, you know, so that may be my bad, but you know, go 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 check that out. Um, my prediction is definitely Ralph Angel is definitely about to do something strange for a piece of change, and I'm not. I just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for it. Um, I really would like to have Prison Bay banned from the real spot, but I know that's not fair and it's not likely because he probably needs to be around some upstanding gentlemen. Um, what I what I hope will happen is that Ralph Angel does not do anything strange and that Prison Bay is somehow magically reformed by his presence at the real spot being around such upstanding <laughs> gentlemen such as Hollywood and, you know, the other men that are there. But, I, you know, my, my hopes for that are low. Um, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I i i feel it in my shondo that ralph angel is about to do something strange and i i don't i don't want it to happen okay all right well we, those are our evictions for this week it is now time to give our shots of bourbon for the individual that we felt had the best week uh anybody ready with a shot of bourbon i'm gonna give my shot of bourbon to davis this week um just because he was he was accepted at dinner and he was he's being welcomed back into the family so we'll welcome him back into the borderline family with a nice shot of bourbon that makes sense i'm also i, I have two shots one is honorary okay. uh jabri used to do this if we remember <laughs> he would decide like, that, that he has to list, to list <laughs> out so i'm i'm also giving my shot to davis because davis seemed like he had Look, Davis has come the furthest. Davis is 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 back back on the block. Um, <laughs> he's there. He's in the house. He's giving speeches. Everybody's dapping him up. He's getting hugs. He's bringing flowers. My man had a good week. My honorary shot is going to Billy because she needs it. Oh, yeah. Billy needs all the shots. She's probably going to have to break into the real spot 
after she drops off the next menacing uh, thing to Nova's house <laughs> and steal all the liquor from the real spot because she needs all the drinks. But yes, uh, Davis is getting my shot this week. Okay. Jabri? Looks like we're not going to have a consensus this week because um, I got to give my shot. I got to give my shot to Gabriel. Like, he learned how to play tic-tac-toe. Like, uh, that's hours of fun. Like, he, I can't imagine what he would have filled his life with if he was unable to engage people in tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe is a universal game. You got to know how to play tic-tac-toe. That's like not knowing your numbers. So he learned tic-tac-toe. He's going to be able to interact with people. This is an international game. He's going to be able to interact with people all over the world now. So Hollywood really brought some real light into his life by teaching little Gabriel how to play tic-tac-toe. So we're giving a minor a shot of bourbon, number one. But number two, <laughs> it's, on, it's, do you actually, it's ceremonial anyway. Do you think his, that's true. Do you think his mother knows how to play? Because it seems like a disservice if she hasn't taught him how to play. I mean, is she mother of the year? He probably we don't know. plays solitaire tic-tac-toe. He's going he's gonna to practice strategy. I'm saying just the, the fact that he can play now. He has options. He can play. It's going to open it's doors. A game changer. Haven't you heard that like too. the biggest deals are made over games of tic-tac-toe? I heard that. This actually. is what the I, CEOs I are making deals. When you hear, when you hear uh, Whole Foods is merging with Amazon, Jeff Please. Bezos is sitting down hashing out some tic-tac-toe. I'm telling you, this is where they make these deals, man. It's now, white collar. I got to be honest with you. I heard that. I also heard it typically happens over Double Dutch. Ah, ah. But the, I heard Double Dutch is really where it happens. That's the European now. style, though. I'm talking about. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not playing I'm talking about American. Well, I, well, that's that's true. I was thinking more of the New Zealand Double Dutch style as opposed to European. Uh-huh. But I Indeed. hear you. Indeed. Well, that that means that Davis got his shot this week. Two out of two. Two out of three. So uh, let's raise our glasses for Davis. Clink, clink. Clink, 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 clink. Clink, 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 clink. You know, I really miss having actual shots of bourbon in one room together. That was a nice memory. It was nice. It was Good times. Nice. That's why these, yeah, these these conversations went off the rails by about the time we got there because uh, <laughs> those shots followed many drinks. Yeah. So, well, that brings us to the uh, the conclusion of this episode of Bourbon and Border Loans. By the way, what was the title of this episode? Oh, wait. I got it. I got it. Um, it was called You Would Come Back Different. Oh, that's deep. You Would Come Back Different. Yeah. Right, so that yeah, that is, that's pretty deep, actually. I like that as a, that, as a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that brings us to the, the conclusion of, of this episode of Bourbon and Border Loans for the Queen Sugar episode titled You Would Come Back Different. And... Um, yeah, looking forward to what's going to happen next week. Uh, we're starting to get our, our villain's origin story. Uh, she's out here dropping off letters to Nova. And <laughs> no. the, sky re- the sky really is the limit for Billy. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Billy Jean, perhaps. They mentioned Landry's this week, too. Oh, oh they, they brought did. up the name. Like, the, the, company, the company that Homeboy's trying to rob is, like, is like the Landry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Landry Incorporated or something like that. Ralph Andrew was like, nah, nah, I, I ain't getting involved with that. I ain't nothing with that. Yeah. Nice little Chile. subtle reintroduction though. Like you dropped the name like that you're talking about foreshadowing earlier, Panama. Yeah. That is. Check out his gun. All right. So that's gonna do it for this week. For uh Jabri, Shanice, I am Panama. 
and uh, one, two, three, take flight. Take flight. Take flight. Oh, I was early. My bad. I hope it never goes. <laughs> Sounded just fine. I'm working for you. This podcast is My heart will always hold a place for you. Your touch helps me find peace. Let's each I'll give my last. That's how you know it's real.